Doug, so how come this miss is such a big deal, down 5%? We don't really see days like that very often in Disney. Yeah, it's, it was an interesting report. I mean, if you just looked at the financials, it was it was very positive. Uh, they had better performance at the parks than people had expected. Um, signs of demand coming back as the, re, as the economy reopens. Uh, lower losses are direct to consumer than people had expected. Pretty strong advertising out of Hulu uh, and some lower costs there. But the issue is really around the Disney Plus subscriber ad number in the quarter. Uh, if you go back to their analyst day in December, they had thrown out a target of 230 to 260 million subs at the end of their fiscal 24. That implied that they were going to need to average about 10 million sub ads a quarter for the for 16 quarters in a row. Now, in the December quarter, they added over 20 million subs, and that was great. Uh, but in the most recent quarter, it was a little bit, a bit shy of 9 million. So some concerns there that the sub ad, sub ad growth is slowing uh, and whether they're going to be able to hit that target. And I think the, the crux of the issue is that the bull case around Disney is really based on what people think they can earn in 2024, 2025, when Disney Plus is fully scaled up. Uh, everybody who's buying Disney on that premise is assuming that the parks business, the studio business is already fully recovered by that point. So if it recovers a little faster because the economy comes back faster, I mean, that's nice, but it doesn't really change your thesis around the out years. Whereas if the DC DT subs come in more slowly, then that does change your thesis pretty significantly. And that's why the stock is down. Mm -hmm. So now the kind of unknown here, which has been generally thought to be the reopening side and the parks. Okay. We don't really know that's how that's going to go. I guess now this introduces a little bit of uncertainty for what was kind of supposed to be the, the quarantine bread and butter. Yeah, I think, you know, when people were looking at what they should expect from Disney, they were, they, a lot of people were modeling kind of other over the top streaming, streaming subscription services that kind of slowly ramped into their sub base. Like Netflix started pretty small and gradually grew. Same for Hulu. Uh, we always felt that Disney, because of its really strong branding and content, and just the fact that everybody knows what they have, that the, the service was probably going to kind of run wild with sub ads in the first year as they opened in all the territories. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, but the flip side of that is, you know, if you're not a Marvel fan, if you're not a Star Wars fan, if you're not into their animated fare, there might not be any amount of content of that nature that they can put on there that's going to convince you to subscribe. Hmm. You know, management expressed the, the their belief that as their content pipeline really ramps up next year, uh, that'll help bring sub ads in. That may be true, uh, but I think you know if you're a Star Wars fan, when they bring in Mandalorian, that that was enough to get you to want to subscribe. And they've actually had a pretty fertile run of content since the end of last year. What they had the second season of Mandalorian, and they had Wandavision. Then they had uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They've got Bad Batch on right now. And then they have Loki coming in June. So they really haven't had much of a break between their marquee shows for four or five months. Uh, and I don't know that having more of those shows on top of each other helps them as much as just making the show sure the shows are high quality. So when we think about what they want to spend on that, uh, what does that look like? Uh, is, should we expect uh, Disney to have a much lower cost of subscriber acquisition than a company like Netflix? I mean, that, that hasn't changed, right? They still have that big library that they're able to put out there and get viewers at a uh, fairly low uh, cost. Well, they have spent a lot on sub subscriber acquisition costs. You know, it may have been that uh, in the first year, maybe they could have spent less than they did and they still would have done really well because of they would have gotten a lot of viral sub ads. 
but they they made the decision to kind of blanket the airwaves and, and everything else to make sure everybody knew it was coming and they got a lot of subs and that's kind of behind them i think going forward you know they're going to have to market like everybody else to acquire subs now that everybody knows about it people have already kind of made their decision at start whether they needed it or not i mean the other thing is you know they did put through a price increase in the march quarter and they indicated that it didn't drive up churn which is a really good sign for the subs that they have but as their price goes up it just it is going to make it more difficult for them to acquire new subs 